Back on the Urology Care Podcast, today we're going to be discussing kidney cancer and treating kidney cancer with combination immunotherapy. I'm here with Dr. Philip Parazio. He's an associate professor of urology and oncology at the Brady Urological Institute and Department of Urology at Johns Hopkins Medicine. Good morning and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What is renal cell carcinoma, RCC? Sure. So renal cell carcinoma is the most common form of cancer found in the kidney. And when you think about the anatomy of the kidney, there's kind of the meat of the kidney where the blood is filtered into urine and there's the kind of lining of the kidney where that urine is transported down to the bladder. The vast majority of cancers form in that meat or filtering apparatus of the kidney. And that's about 95% of kidney cancers. And those are called renal cell carcinoma. In what types of ways is renal cell carcinoma commonly treated? Yeah, renal cancer is not the most common cancer. There's about 60,000 people per year in the United States who have kidney cancers, but there's a lot more patients uh, and people who have benign kidney tumors on top of that. So kidney tumors are actually fairly common. Fortunately, a lot of them are benign. And of the cancers, the vast majority of kidney cancers are not aggressive or dangerous to someone's longevity, and most of these are treated surgically. So for most small tumors or tumors limited to the kidney, we're often talking about surgery as the mainstay of therapy. There are a variety of surgical options, very commonly what's called a partial nephrectomy or just removing the mass and sparing the kidney. Occasionally, the entire kidney needs to be removed, and that's called a radical nephrectomy. And in certain circumstances, you can do what's called thermal ablation, either burn or freeze a tumor based on its size and location in the kidney. And for some even smaller tumors, we also recommend what's called active surveillance or keeping an eye on small tumors. Now, these are for tumors that are limited to the kidney, and sometimes kidney cancers can escape the kidney or grow around or outside of the kidney, and we term these advanced kidney cancers. Some of these advanced kidney cancers can grow locally around the kidney, and some can spread around the body. The most common sites for metastasis or spread are either the lung or lymph nodes, and these are typically treated with what we call systemic therapies. For many cancers, they're treated with radiation or chemotherapy, Those two therapies don't typically work for renal cell carcinoma, so we use a variety of other agents in this disease. Can you define for us what combination therapy is? So in general, there are two main classes of therapy for kidney cancer. The first is called a tyrosine kinase inhibitor, or TKI. These therapies work basically by indirectly killing or controlling kidney cancer by limiting its ability to grow blood supply and generate blood supply. And they often keep kidney cancers in check, will make them shrink a little, but don't necessarily make them go away. The second class of therapy are immunotherapies, most commonly called checkpoint inhibitors for kidney cancer. There's a theory that we all have cancers floating around our body all of the time, but our immune system prevents these cancers from setting up shop and becoming tumors or prevents those tumors from spreading around the body. Kidney cancer is among a number of cancers, the other ones being melanoma and some forms of lung cancer, that are notorious for shutting off the immune system. And what they do is by shutting off the immune system, that's what allows these cancers to grow, invade, or spread. And a whole new class of medications in the immunotherapy or checkpoint inhibitor families turn the immune system back on and allow the body to, in one sense, naturally fight off these cancers. Let's talk about combination immunotherapy for renal cell carcinoma. What's that all about? 
Immunotherapies work with our immune system to reach cancer cells even when they hide. And with kidney cancer or advanced renal cell carcinoma, this can often outsmart our immune system and outsmart our treatments and find new ways to grow or spread. Now, research has found ways to slow down advanced renal cell carcinoma by combining immunotherapy or other agents, and these new combinations can often control advanced kidney cancer and stop its growth for longer periods of time. Combination therapies use a variety of either immunotherapies or a TKI with immunotherapy to attack cancer cells with more than one drug alone, with more than one mechanism, and have been shown to be the most effective of all therapies to date. What types of combination immunotherapy are used for renal cell carcinoma patients? Right now, there are a variety of combination therapies out there. Some of these combination immunotherapies help the body's immune cells, what are called T-cells, fight cancer. Um, You can use more than one type of immunotherapy. Other regimens use a combination immunotherapy with a tyrosine kinase inhibitor or one of those drugs that attacks the blood supply of these tumors. And for others, not all of these drugs work. And so there are thousands of clinical trials in a variety of cancers. There are quite a few in kidney cancer specifically testing various combinations of immunotherapies and tyrosine kinase inhibitors. And a lot of them are showing promise for kidney cancer patients. So what are checkpoint inhibitors and what is their role in the treatment of kidney cancer? Checkpoint inhibitors specifically are immunotherapies that block the proteins in cancer cells that help them hide. This enables the body's T-cells to naturally attack and fight off cancers. Combination with checkpoint inhibitors to treat advanced kidney cancer include the following. Excitinib and avolumab, excitinib and pembrolizumab, or bevacizumab and atezolizumab are often used in combination to treat kidney cancer. What are some of the common side effects from immunotherapy? When you take more than one cancer drug at once, you can experience more problems. And specifically checkpoint inhibitors, as they work through an immune mechanism, we see a lot of autoimmune issues. The most common ones are rash, fatigue, cough, high blood pressure, nausea, and colitis, which can really lead to diarrhea, are some of the most common side effects with combination therapy. But really you can see what we call any itis or inflammation with these therapies. So also commonly thyroiditis, rashes, Inflammation of the lungs and heart are really rare, but will be followed closely by your doctors. Can you describe some helpful ways that patients can limit these side effects? The most important way to limit these side effects is to stay healthy in general. So it's typically recommended that you stay well hydrated, drinking lots of water each day, keeping your hands and teeth and mouth clean to try and prevent other illnesses or other infections that could make a side effect worse. It can also be recommended to eat plant-based foods and proteins and limit your exposure to processed foods. Allow your body lots of sleep and recovery. Even though these are not chemotherapies, they can still be taxing to the body and your body will need to recover from the therapies you are on. For patients who have nausea or diarrhea, there are certainly medications that can be used to limit those side effects. And obviously, if you ever have unusual symptoms or bothersome symptoms, you should be in communication with your healthcare team on a regular basis. And do you want to go over some questions that might be helpful for a patient to ask their healthcare provider about when it comes to immunotherapy? Yeah, I think a lot of these questions and a lot of things people should think about focus on kidney cancer in general, but certainly tie into the role of immunotherapy. First, all patients should understand, do they have a cancer, what kind of cancer they have, and what the stage and grade of that cancer means. Stage refers to 
invasion is the cancer invading into the kidney or out of the kidney or elsewhere in the body. Grade often refers to what it looks like under the microscope. Is it aggressive looking? Is it what we call indolent or benign behaving despite being a cancer? And I will tell you, kidney tumors and kidney cancers can run the gamut from benign tumors to indolent or benign behaving cancers to very aggressive cancers and understanding your stage and grade up front, that can help you ask and answer questions yourself like, has it spread anywhere else? Do I need other tests? Should I have my lungs imaged? Should I have my bones imaged? Should I have my brain imaged? For the vast majority of patients with kidney tumors and kidney cancers, they do not need any of those additional tests. But for certain patients with certain stage or grade disease, they certainly uh, should consider additional testing. You certainly should know all of your treatment options and while one may be best for you, you certainly should know all of those options. We talked briefly about partial and radical nephrectomy, thermal ablation, and active surveillance, and which one may be right for you. Depending on your stage and grade, you may want to know what the chances of your cancer being cured are. And I will tell you, for advanced kidney cancers, we hesitate to use the word cure because these are very challenging cancers. But we now talk to patients about durable survival. We're seeing patients alive 5, 10, 15 years after a diagnosis with these new therapies that we never expected to see alive this long. We're basically turning an advanced cancer into a chronic disease, uh, but not necessarily seeing it totally going away. One of the really interesting and promising areas for combination immunotherapy and other systemic therapies are for their use in localized disease. So currently, all of the trials... And all of our data says that these therapies work in patients who have metastatic disease or kidney cancer that has spread from their kidney. But there's ongoing data in the laboratory, in animal models, and in people that support the use of these therapies prior to surgery or prior to removing the kidney before these cancers spread. The concept being the immune system has more cancer to recognize when the tumor is in place in the kidney. And for a locally advanced or aggressive looking cancer that hasn't yet spread, giving the body, giving the immune system these therapies to boost the response prior to surgery or prior to treatment may ultimately affect the long-term survival or risk of that cancer recurring. So I think that's one of the new and exciting areas that patients should talk to their doctors about it. Are any of these systemic therapies, can any of these checkpoint inhibitors be used for my locally advanced tumor? And I'll just ask if you have any other final thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast interview. Yeah, so I think it's a really exciting and hopeful time for kidney cancer. We're learning for most patients with early stage what we call organ-confined cancers that are in the kidney. We have a variety of highly curative options minimally invasive versus open incisions, partial nephrectomy, radical nephrectomy, thermal ablation, and surveillance. We, we have a, a wide variety of excellent therapies for patients, but I think the really exciting frontier is now in the advanced disease state. For many patients, we couldn't offer them cures for many, many, many years. And just in the last few years, we now not only have exciting agents, but exciting combination therapies that have completely changed the landscape and the prognosis for many of our patients with advanced kidney cancer. Dr. Philip Parazio has been our guest today. He is an associate professor of urology and oncology with the Brady Urological Institute and Department of Urology at Johns Hopkins Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Parazio. Thank you very much for having me. This podcast has been supported by an independent educational grant from Merck and Company Incorporated.